No Limit Texas Hold'em is the Cadillac of poker. You don't happen to have 8,000 bucks on you. Oh, no, no, we don't use money in heaven. Comes in pretty handy down here, Bob. Oh, you just want a million? You're making a run at it, aren't you? Rolling up a stake and going to Vegas. Hello and welcome to episode number nine of When the Chips Are Down podcast. From living in a van playing low stakes cash to battling in Bobby's room in the Bellagio, I am Andrew Biking 19 Peeper. I'm frugal, but I'm not I'm not Alan Kessler for frugal, okay? Like I'm joined by my co-host and also best friend Scott. You can lose, yeah. Whether you've been up the tables for years or just now dipping your toes in the complex game on the planet, this podcast should have something for you. What poker player hasn't watched rounders and might make the jump off to Vegas and think, man, I wish I could do that. Well, this podcast is about a guy that did, a guy that is doing, and a guy that wants to do that, so hopefully it'll provide a lot of perspective to what all being a professional poker player is and what that looks like in today's day and age. First segment, let's play some cards. Don't tease me. Let's play some cards. Yes, talking about uh, how poker's gone in the past week or so, so I'm... Finally, back in Dallas after being stranded in Phoenix all week with a broken down van, but finally made it back. Wasn't able to play too much uh, live, as I had mentioned on the last podcast, but um, no real other significant stuff that happened online. I think slightly losing, and then finally, the, when the van did get fixed, I did. I did. I was able to play one night in Talking Stick, but didn't play a super long session or anything. I played. I think I played like four hours or something because the van wasn't fixed until later in the afternoon, and then I was making the thousand mile drive back the very next day, so I didn't want to stay out too late. Uh, noteworthy to talk about. Just didn't make any hands or made a lot of second best hands. Yes, yeah, Scott, was how's how's your week? Uh, th- this was my week to run bad. That's how, <laughs> that's how my <laughs> week was. Uh, I, I played really good. I just, I got into a lot of spots when I got my money in ahead pre-flop or on the flop. And I mean, you know, I'm, I'm looking at two outs only to bust me and it just seemed to come on the river constantly all week long. So wouldn't change much, but uh, it was just my turn to run bad, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah. There's a decent amount of variance for sure in tournaments, uh, even in small, even small fields. I'm sure our, <laughs> I'm sure our listeners are, our listener is at least like, oh well, finally, he didn't he doesn't just run like God every week? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know you could lose on that site. <laughs> <laughs> You you can lose, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> for sure. Yep, finally, finally back in Dallas, uh, thirty five hundred dollars later. I had mentioned, I think, on one or two podcasts earlier that uh that I was gonna possibly entertain the idea of playing on some live streams, and there's a poker house here that streams a a buying that I I don't actually have to sell action to, and the stream of one two five hundred cap. And it's just for four hours. It's not super long, but uh, usually pretty soft lineup. Hadn't really played on a live stream very much at all, really, since the the vloggers game way back in the day at Stones. And then I played a couple hours uh, on Live of the Bike with Wilkasu. Other than that, I hadn't played on a live stream, so 
I was kind of nervous because uh, it's you know it's it's you know you kind of even though you know Poker House is is you know not uh, one of the top streams out there uh, still you're putting yourself like out there on the internet and everyone gets to see every hand you're dealt and and you know all all of your play and you know any mistakes that you do is just just out there for. <laughs> For everyone to ridicule you on, uh, even more so than they already do. So uh, <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was, it was, was, was kind of nervous, but um, I, 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 I got into the game pretty, pretty well, and I think I adjusted pretty well, and uh, I played pretty solid. I think uh, there's one spot on like a double, double board bomb pot where I had uh, aces full of kings on one board and nothing on the other board, and guy shoved. There's like a flush possible on the other board. And um, guy shoved, and I called the uh, wasn't a didn't have a uh, a boat on the one board until the river. Um, it was like double double period. It was ace ace king king six, I think something like that. And he shoved, and so I I called just like it seemed like we're chopping like most of the time, and he ended up also having an ace, uh, and then like a flush on the bottom too. So hmm. uh, I, I got quartered on that one, which wasn't uh, great, but it was it wasn't too wasn't too um much so maybe maybe river there's a fold i'd have to like go back uh like it a bit a bit more but i mean it's it's also just kind of hard to solve uh <laughs> double board bomb bots but uh i think it's mostly fine like uh but it's kind of that that's like the one thing that i think was fairly close on whether or not rivers uh is a call or not but uh and certainly like a lot of other players would 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 value bet just uh just a naked flush or just just one board there so uh you know there's only one other ace in the deck but i also chop with any other one ace in the deck so yeah and that that might that, that spot might be a little bit close but everything else i think i played pretty solid i mean i'm i you know i, I opened and three bad and yeah did everything mostly pretty close to correct on on what i should be doing and uh yeah just didn't make a lot of hands never got aces never got kings uh got queens once and the guy flopped a set of fours on me so but was able to get away from that so uh yeah n nothing real too new to the ball so it was yeah lost like 156 on on stream but that was cool though. Like it was, I had a lot of fun. Uh, it was kind of a blow. It was decent average. It was a decent game, but not like wasn't like people were just piling money in. Uh, there's one, we got one like action player late, but uh, wasn't wasn't like overly overly juicy. It was just a decent solid game, I guess. But yeah, I had fun. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, be back in the streets. Yeah, I watched some of it and. It seemed like a lot of people were playing fairly tight. wasn't a ton of three betting in the beginning. Uh, I think, I think Kim started getting a little aggressive from what I saw on stream with her three bet and bet sizings. But yeah, there was a lot of just, a lot of just check calling, and it was it was a pretty pretty standard pretty standard stream. It looked like. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, uh... What was it? Seat, yeah, seat one, JB. I think whatever his name was. Like, and uh, yeah, he's he's like a decent reg that uh, plays higher. Kim's a reg that plays, you know, two five. Uh, you know, plays higher than one two. So like, we're not gonna give anything away. 
seat nine was like the definitely like the net of the table. I think the only, I think the only hands that he showed down like all night were 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 pocket kings and so and he he and he like doubled up uh, with them once and uh, and he was sitting like pretty deep and then um, uh, and then like on like the third to last hand of the night he. Uh, uh, he got stacked <laughs> with queens versus kings, so it was just uh, so it was always kind of a semi satisfying to just you know to watch the knit at the table, not 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 win, not book a big win. Yeah, that's always a. Uh, it feels like karma comes back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the com- it seemed like a nice atmosphere. The commentators seemed like they were doing a really good job and uh, just promoting everything. Yeah, they they were really solid. It was a it was a good stream. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to go back and watch it. Yeah, I haven't been able to really like, go back and watch my play for a long time. So, yeah, that'd be cool. And I had had some friends uh, also tune in, uh, not just you, but you know, like other friends, um, uh, you know, from back home in Florida. That, you know, texted me like screenshots and stuff that they were watching. So that was always pretty cool. Like, you know, this is, you know, like, yeah, you know, that's uh. It feels pretty cool to to be able to you know even if it's just you know some random you know smallish uh, YouTube stream or whatever like to have other people like watching like what you do is yeah it feels pretty good. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun for sure. Get into the the main event, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the main event. This will be part one of two. I'll be talking sort of about like how my journey into poker and how how I got started in all of this and kind of my progression up to where I currently am. And then part two will be next week and we'll do Scott. So uh, origins story of uh, where, where we were at and where we we're going. So yeah. So my journey into the world of cards started pretty late in my life. Really? I, I mean, I would play games like rummy face 10, but not really poker growing up. Not, not much of that. Uh, then I went to school in Tampa, and one of my friends introduced me to this movie called Rounders, and I really thought it was pretty fascinating. I, it, just the idea that you could win money at a game just by knowing how to play it better than other people was pretty cool. Like you can't do that with checkers, so I thought that was that was just like a really neat concept. And uh, games of strategy had just always intrigued me, for, even from a young kid. I mean, I would play Monopoly by myself for hours, just having four players and I would have each player play a different strategy, just trying to figure out what was GTO, even though I didn't know what GTO even was. I was trying to figure that out on my own. And uh, and things like things being like plus or minus EV, that was also like pretty just like nat came natural to me, even though I didn't know what plus or minus EV was, like back in the day when McDonald's would run their Monopoly promotion and you could get you know chicken nuggets and a large drink and uh uh you know a big mac and stuff that and like all these would have one or two monopoly pieces and if you made monopoly they would uh you know you you got uh it would you know started from all the way from up you know like a free fries or free drink or all the way up to like 100 grand or something and uh, and so I would just figure out on my own, just get the whole menu and the prices and how many Monopoly pieces there were on each each menu item and figure out, okay, what's the least amount of money that I can spend in order to get the most amount of Monopoly tickets. And 
so just stuff like that I would just 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 naturally like came pretty naturally to me and I was just interested in stuff like that. So like I said, we got into uh interest to rounders in college and we played a couple like small like twenty dollar sit and goes with some my friends there. And then one night we decided to go to the Seminole Hard Rock there and that was where I I played my first actual real hand of of live poker. And I min bought because I was in college and I was pulling seventy five hour weeks between uh, school and work. But uh, I remember I made I made two pair with Ace Queen and dragged my first like decent pot like fifty dollars or something. And it was just a like, crazy feeling, like not like not like addictive feeling, like oh my gosh, I can't believe like I, I'm winning all this money. Uh, it wasn't like that, but it was just like this sort sort of like this weird sense of accomplishment almost that that. I played my hand and got someone to put in money with the worst one. It was just a very new concept to me, and it was it was just really fascinating. Uh, just just the whole theory behind it and how it was a very like simple game as far as the rules and everything went. But the just I could already see just how massively complex the strategy and the game tree uh, was behind it. Got introduced to poker in school. And then graduated and had some different job offers and ended up accepting this one out in California and was working on the Predator drones and the test flight facility there in the high desert. And so you actually uh, made that drive out with me because it was paid for. So we kind of made like a, a small road trip out of it and uh, uh, made the made the move out to California and that was, that was that was pretty cool. It wasn't wasn't a lot of a uh, poker, but you know, it was you know moving from the east east coast to the west coast, and that was, that was that was a pretty cool trip. That was awesome. That that trip we had been talking about that trip, not specifically, but I remember when we were younger, we had always just talked about going on like a cross country road trip one day, and we were both so poor. <laughs> we're, we're like, yeah, like. <laughs> One day, you know, one day that'll happen, and then, <laughs> then you just come into my my shop, and you you look at me, and you're like, "Hey, like, we got we got a cross country trip paid for, like hotels, every, everything's good to go." And I just look at my boss, and he goes, <laughs> "Yeah, just just take the few weeks off, like you know, I can't, <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you. That, that that trip will forever go down. It's just like one of the the funnest things we've ever done. I feel like." Yeah, that was that that was pretty great. I mean, we we got to, I was I was technically born in Albuquerque, but I was I was originally from this incredibly like small town of like literally, you know, 30ish people of a one one block town. If you can <laughs> call Mexico. it a town. We, we drove through it in like 5 <laughs> we, we, seconds. Yeah, literally drove through it and I yeah, I'll never forget when yeah, I was driving through it and we're 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 move, I'm moving there. So we're we're in like this big U-Haul truck and we're like, "Okay, Kamado, here we are." And then you're like, "Um, well, you think there's more up ahead?" <laughs> I was like, I, "I think that was it, man. That that's the whole town." <laughs> There's one gas station, one restaurant, and uh, that's about all. One church, and that's about yeah. all she wrote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very private. <laughs> yeah. The people who own the gas station still own, when we lived there, you know, 20 plus years ago, still own the gas station. They, they knew my parents, so that was kind of neat. 
and then got to see the Grand Canyon for the first time and and that was just awesome. Like I was I've I've always been like really big into like the outdoors and nature and and things like that and I was pretty pumped for it, but I was I was kind of kind of holding my my expectations down a little bit because I'd also heard like some other friends that had gone to the Grand Canyon like, "Oh yeah, I mean, it's just a big hole in the ground. Like what's there to see? Like it's just a canyon." But man, like you go there and like you stand on the edge of that thing and it it's just I mean, it's like it's like three times bigger than you would have imagined. It's just it's just wild. And we we got there like right at sunset, so it was just it was just freaking crazy. Yeah, it was it was so awesome. And you're not kidding about standing on the edge. The first thing you did was walk right to the <laughs> edge. And like I think like one of your heels were still on the rock and I'm like, Okay, like just step back just like you know two <laughs> inches for me here like we just got here <laughs> uh but yeah it was it was it was beautiful like it, it really it's just breathtaking taking it in especially the wildlife i remember you remember that moose that was just walking yeah uh, yeah, the, yeah, it was, yeah it was like this yeah this moose that was like yeah uh yeah we like got back to the truck and there's like this just this moose like chewing on this tree like in the middle of the parking lot like <laughs> yeah it's like oh hey guys <laughs> I, I mean, and it's not like we stayed on the edge either like i mean we we kind of like scrambled out like i don't know like 50 yards or so like onto these rocks and like got like a better view of the sunset and and there's like this is like and uh, you know this is like from the main parking lot there so so there's like quite a few people like standing around the rail and stuff and like they're like pointing at us and yeah <laughs> you remember I, remember, that? I, I remember that yeah <laughs> Yeah, I completely forgot about that. They're like, yeah, fuck the <laughs> fuck the rails. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of like real like built in like safety systems around the canyon. Like there's like there's like rails around the main parts and then that's that's pretty much it. I mean there's you know, there's miles and miles and miles of canyon, you know, they're, they're not gonna take the time to pull up a, a whole fence around it. It's just kinda like, yeah, I mean <laughs> you know you wanna be stupid, you know, go ahead. Like <laughs> Yeah, and I I prefer, I prefer it that way to be honest with you. It's uh <laughs> I, I like I like that they just kind of let you do whatever you want. There's obviously some right. risk to it, but it, it's such a free. Even in 2023, thinking about that free feeling where you know mm -hmm. you're just allowed to go go like that, and it's up to you. It, it's just a great feeling. It was just really cool. Like just yeah, really wild. And I mean, it's an hour away from Flagstaff, which is the town that I broke down in, uh, actually. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there's uh. Yeah, it, like it's it's just out there, and it's just it's just it's just freaking wild. But yeah, to continuing on, yeah, past the Grand Canyon. I mean, yeah, I mean, we we stopped on you know Route sixty six and drove up part of that, and you know went to San Diego, and then all the way up the Pacific Coast Highway, and I mean, just like the best one of the probably I probably my favorite high, high, high road in in the country uh, is Highway One there, um, and just beautiful just incredible views just hugging around the coast and the cliffs and spent my birthday in san fran and it's pretty cool i was overall kind of disappointed in san fran like just like <laughs> kind of like an, a pretty trashy dirty city with a lot of traffic and not like overly nice people but i mean still like pretty cool i mean we stayed in like you know like the the tallest hotel there is a five-star hotel because it was my birthday and you know went down Lombard Street and like all all the classic stuff there so you know there's still, still some cool parts to it but yeah not a wasn't a, wasn't a huge fan <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, it was a it was a little underwhelming, and especially when we entered the hotel and you know that a few of the Chinese people behind the counter were making fun of us. They're like, "Oh, you here for parade?" Or we're like, <laughs> "We're from Florida." We're like, right, "Parade? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? Like, are we right. getting made fun of?" <laughs> the next morning we wake up, we we see exactly what they're talking <laughs> about. It's like, no, we didn't come for that. <laughs> no, not not that parade. <laughs> Yeah, so that was yeah, that was that was awesome. And so yes, went went to work, you know, out in the high desert, uh, and uh, was working that job for about a year or so, and was playing poker on the side, and uh, was still had gotten interested to it as as a hobby, but uh, I had to make the hour or so drive down to LA in order to play, and LA is a, a pretty decent market, so. Um, you know, we got to play at the karma commerce and the bike and, uh, a couple of, uh, I think I played the gardens once or twice and yeah, I got to, got to, you know, meet Negrani for the first time at the LAPC and Fader Holt and Quiwin and Gordon Veyu and some other, other, other cool pros like that. And I, that was super cool to me. And so was working that job for about a year. Things were going well, and what I rode a motorcycle to and from work, and you just it was like a mandatory requirement that you had to live at least like forty five minutes away from work because we build and test drones, and you can't fly drones over the populated areas. So it's literally in the middle of the desert, and so you had to live on one side or the other. And so I, uh, it was about an hour or so to work, and I rode a motorcycle, and would uh, ride my bike and forth, back back and forth every day. And so I was just really small, just like you would imagine, just real tiny, uh, straight <laughs> two lane road out in the desert, to and from work was was mo- the majority of the commute, and was riding my bike back and. Uh, was going to pass around a car, and I was. It, this is a, a Honda Blackbird 1100. It's a super sport bike, and uh, was wasn't much traffic, and I was uh, assuming just trying to get home after a long week, and so uh, was doing about half the speed of the, the this bike was capable, and that was about 120. <laughs> doing about 120, so uh, you know that's on me, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, well, so I was went to pass around this one car that was in front of me. There was a passing lane. It wasn't like it was, you know, passing around an intersection or splitting cars or anything. But yeah, just went to pass around this one car, pretty standard. And then there's a Ford Ranger on on a side road up ahead, and he's waiting to pull out. And he was, uh, he just saw the car in front of him, and he thought he could beat it, and he never saw me. And so at the same instant that he pulls out. Uh, I pull around this car and I'm doing 120. There's there's no reaction time at all. Uh, you know, uh, you're just <laughs> you're GG. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so I yeah slam into this guy uh, and yeah just t-bone into him and I fly like 100 feet from the truck. Uh, you know, wearing full gear. Like I'm not you know I'm I'm you know I take risks, but I'm not an idiot. So you know, I have you know. Armored pants, armored boots, armored jackets, you know, gloves, helmet, the whole shebang. And, but yeah, still uh, go from 120 to zero and yeah, fly 100 feet and, you know, just get pretty messed up. You know, lacerated spleen, lacerated liver, broken collarbone, broken shoulder blade, 
three cracked ribs, three cracked vertebrae. I lost a pint of the blood on the way to the hospital. I was in the ICU for a day. Um, not fun stuff. And uh, and I I know all of that from the police report. Um, I, I I remember leaving work and waking up in the hospital. Uh, I don't I don't remember the crash at all. Yeah, I remember. I'm back here in Florida, and your mom calls me. And, you know, she doesn't know all the details. She just tells me she's like, "Hey, like Andrew got into a horrible bike accident. He's in the hospital. Like we're." We're not sure, basically, if he's going to make it or not. Uh, we all we know is it's really bad, and I'm like freak. You know, I'm pretty. I don't. I don't freak out, but internally, I'm just like, oh, oh crap! Like, I knew you were like supposed to do something stupid while you were there, but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, like you just got there. Like, like we're we're supposed to do much more dumb stuff. You can't just you can't just leave on me like that. <laughs> But yeah, I was I was worried, but you I mean, you made a great recovery, thankfully. I mean, you usually dress up like you're going to war on that motorcycle, but it you know, it saved your life, I imagine. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. I'm yeah, I'm pretty certain that yeah, God is uh the only reason that I, I made it through there. You know, not only did I have like all those injuries and you know, and uh and everything and, and not die like, you know, on impact or, you know, from the injuries, but all those injuries healed up 100% fine on their own, no operations, no surgery, incredibly blessed just to, yeah, go through all that and then come out like fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were, we were super thankful for that. Uh, after that, like, yeah, just kind of, that obviously put me out of commission for like quite a while and then ended up uh, just moving back home uh, with mom and dad to kind of, uh, finished recovering. Then as I was finishing recovering, I was starting to look for other, other, other jobs, uh, more in the a- aviation industry. Uh, and I was still, still interested in poker at this point was started playing some more online. Cause I was about the mostly what I could play there and started getting into some, some Twitch streams and stuff. And, uh, you'd see like the same people in Twitch streams in poker. Cause it's not that big of a market. And, so met some friends on there and, you know, we formed a couple of Skype groups together that are s- still going to this day. And, um, so yeah, I was starting to get more into online a little bit, uh, was in online, obviously is like, you know, play a lot of, especially Twitch streamers and stuff, you know, play a lot of tournaments, not a whole lot of cash games on there. And I'd really only played cash up to that point. And I was like, all right, well, how do I play tournaments? Like, this is weird. I don't know how to play. And so did like some research and, uh, seems like everyone said like, uh, sink goes, but you should play like just a single table tournament. And, you know, there's uh top three spots pay. And that's usually where all the money is in tournaments is top three spots. So just, yeah, learn how to play tournament, how learn ICM and learn purse fold and you get like a, a you know, it's a decent way to uh, learn tournament strategy. So I, I played hundreds of sink and goes and, got further proficient at those and, you know, it did like the typical thing that I think most people do when they play online, you know, deposit $50 and lose and deposit $50 and lose and deposit $50 and, you know, run up to 250 and then, and then lose, you know, <laughs> and, you know, you'd see like one, two, Oh, it's like one, two online. Oh, I, I play one, two. Like, this is fine. Like it's the same game. Right. And it's, it's not like, one two on like two hundred and zero online is like tougher than five ten live most sites. Like, <laughs> no kidding. 
what we didn't know back then. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah, exactly. You don't know what you don't know. So this will come back into the story a little bit. And and like I, I was, I had no knowledge of like cryptocurrency or anything at this point. And and this is in Florida, so there's no regulated gaming. So all the sites that we're playing is all offshore, unregulated sites. And depositing onto these sites back in the day, anyway, was fairly difficult. Uh, you know. Uh, you're pretty fortunate if your bank card worked. Most people's didn't. Um, mine certainly didn't. And so it was kind of hard to get money on and off these sites. And so the best way that I found for me was using Western Union. Click to deposit with Western Union and they would tell you like, okay, send the money to Farage in, in Mubasha in, you know, in Portugal uh, for this amount. And so you'd, you know, you'd, you'd fill out all this information for Western Union and send it to this guy and then you know like an hour later they would credit your account with with it uh and so that was kind of a a tedious process to say the least so western union had this thing where you could link up your bank account to it and you just as you know you entered all all your information and you and then your your bank account would be linked to that and that could provide like a much more seamless uh transition as far as like depositing and withdrawals and stuff so i did that and that'll come into the story uh, a little bit later. Yeah, so I was doing that and was playing on sites like Bet Online and Ignition was the two main sites that I played on. Also, America's Card Room. And those are like the major sites that everyone else was was playing on. And was doing okay. It was like probably still like slightly losing and online and tournaments. Uh, but was having fun and was just really, really fascinated with poker. Um, you know, job search was going, you know, kind of slow, you know, the ones that I would uh, reach out to me or I would hear back from were, you know, like in North Dakota or, you know, Virginia or just split, split spots in the country where I was like, yeah, I'm, I don't want to move to Buffalo and, 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 and have, you know, three feet of snow overnight. Like that's, that's not for me. So uh, <laughs> throwing papers at night to, to kind of, uh, you know, fund, poker and and uh stuff on the weekends with friends wasn't really making a a ton of money uh but yeah i was just listening to whatever poker podcast i could get my hands on and talking poker and watching poker and uh so i i ended up satelliting into this this 109 tournament on ignition and one one day and i ended up winning it for right around 20k and that was that was in like December of 2016, exponentially like the most money that I ever won, and that was just kind of surreal. And um, so then you know I I'd been you know uh, interested in poker and then won this money, and then right around the same time I had one of my friends from growing up and. Charleston was moving to Vegas and he needed a roommate and was asking, Hey, is you know, anybody else in Vegas? Like need a roommate. Like I'm getting in the house. Aviation is a pretty strong industry. Uh, even though it was, uh, at the time it was kind of hard to find a job in a market that I, uh, wanted, uh, it was still a pretty strong industry and, uh, was never really gonna, not going to have a job. And so I would always have that in my back pocket if if um if whenever i wanted it and 
uh, yeah, at the time poker was going well and my buddy was moving to Vegas and I was like, all right, well, sure. Like, let's, let's give this poker thing a shot. Like what's, what's the downside here? Like I lose money and, and I go back to work. Like I was planning to already, like in my twenties single, like, uh, I don't see a lot of a, a downside here. So moved out to, uh, moved out to Vegas and, uh, uh, <laughs> convinced you to make that drive again with me. Yeah, and just just for some context about this, this was not. It sounds like a very simple decision for you, and it, <laughs> in some some aspects, it probably was. But you know, between the community we were a part of and your folks, shout out to Mister and Mrs. P. But uh, you know, no one no one really wanted you to go. I think except like I was all for it. I was like, oh yeah, this is great. Makes total sense. Like you have nothing to lose and. Yeah, I, th- I think everybody in our uh, faith community was basically like, hey, this is, <laughs> well, one, I just think they thought it was completely sinful. And then two, I think they thought it was just completely ridiculous and unwise. And it, it actually wasn't, I don't think it was too easy, like pressure wise of a decision from you for people that you really, you know, you cared about. But I was really proud of you that you actually looked at it and just said, yeah, like I'm, I'm taking all that into account and I'm grateful for your input, but I'm, I'm really going to bet on myself and, and, uh, live this part of my life the way I think is is most fulfilling in the best way possible for me. So, you know, that there's a lot of context there that I, I don't think people could appreciate enough that you did. Cause you were still young. I mean, we we're both still young, you know, we had a, yeah. There was just there was just a lot to think about, but it was it was cool. I was proud of you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that was yeah, that, that's a good point. And yeah, I, I just kind of viewed it as I was like, well, I mean, everyone was you know really happy for me that I got this you know top job uh, working for General Atomics. You know, right out of school, I was the only person. You know, I you know for <laughs> for what it's worth, you know, I got you know not only did I work, you know. I, I really busted my ass in, in school, and I was like, okay, like, I'm going to graduate. I just looked at it, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to gra- freaking graduate with, like, six, 50, 60 other people. Like, who knows who's going to be all left by the time we finish graduation, but there's going to be quite a few of us, and we're all going to be going to the same job fairs, and we're all going to have, like, the same resume. Like, hey, I went to school. Like, give me a job. So what's going to make me stand out? And, you know, I didn't, I wasn't, like uh in the military or anything and had you know like a lot of my friends were and so they were on gi bill and you know rent uh school everything's paid for like you just go to school no problem uh and uh i wasn't you know i i had you know i had i had had an apartment i had to pay rent i had to pay gas i you know i had to pay for my car you know and so i have all these regular bills on top of school so I'm working, you know, 40 hours a week as a landscape crew leader during the day and then going to school uh, 35 hours a week at night and just do that for, you know, like two years straight. And um, and then uh, at the end of all that, yeah, I ended up graduating top of my class with highest honors and perfect attendance. And I think I had like six or seven job offers and was the only person to get a job offer from General Atomics, which was a, a pretty, pretty one of the top, top people that you could get a job with, uh, as far as like avionics wise, not, not super, uh, uh, easy to get into. Had uh, you know, everyone was like pretty proud of me, and for 
getting a job with General Atomics and moving out to California. And I was like, all right, I was like, well, I already left and, you know, I already <laughs> moved across country. Like, I'm just moving across country again. And this is something that I want to do. And so, uh, yeah, I just went, just went for it. It didn't really take too long to, to start getting a bump, hit a bump in the road on that. Uh, <laughs> wasn't even and wasn't on the poker side poker was going fine to start out but uh yeah so as i mentioned there moved in with my friend there in vegas and he had he had bought like a pretty decent nice house and and summerlin which is like one of the nicer areas of vegas and you know it's right down the street from red rocks and it's a good really good spot uh new neighborhood and and everything and so uh we you know we signed a month-to-month contract between us and we're like all right yeah rent you know rent's due here you know there's other rules you know cool all right yeah that seems that all seems fine and we got along fine he was in the air force and was stationed out there and didn't see a whole lot of each other but you know we would hang out and chat and you know watch you know watch something on netflix now and then when we were there and uh it was cool uh but that about I was there for about three months, and then he was sta- he was getting ready to be deployed overseas for I think like ten months or something, and he just started like having all these reservations about having a pro poker player being in charge of his house while he was gone, and um, not really sure where all the that came from. I I offered to pay the whole amount up front. It, before he left, if that was what he was worried about, but uh, for whatever one reason or another, he just he just didn't feel comfortable with it, and so you're like, okay, like I guess it's not gonna work out. So, you know, uh, set out uh, a move out day. Then just had like a couple weeks to find a new place, and was you know had only been in the city for a few months, and I I knew I moved to Vegas knowing absolutely nobody in town, and had found a, a church at this point, but was still pretty new there. Didn't know anyone super well there or in poker just you know kind of acquaintances type stuff no no real close friends yet and i could afford an apartment on my own but that was going to set me back like like probably like a, a thousand plus a month uh just to do that and already at this point i had realized like i was like i'm not really home all that much and then i'm also making a drive to the strip which is like 20 25 minutes away one way every day so uh, really, all the all the house is serving me at this point is really just spots like keep my food and 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 stuff and to sleep. Like that's that's all I'm using it for. I'm not really getting like a whole lot of other value out of having this house. And so I drove a Prius at the time, and I would remember just scrolling through YouTube and you know seeing different videos pop up and watch. I'd watched you know a bunch of these van lifers having a van and uh outfitting it and stuff and i remember off of like the side of one of those like the suggested videos off of one of the van life videos i saw this guy in this prius and he had like set up did like the same kind of setup but in a prius and my first initial thought was like this guy's an idiot like (laughs) why why would you live in a sub in a compact car bro like what are you doing like come on like this can't be smart (laughs) and so i clicked on it because oh that's you know has like was what's this guy doing? And so he kind of showed it showed showed out his layout of the back of how like this the seats fold down flat with the back seat. So you have like six and a half feet of space to fully lay down and stretch out in the back. And then uh then he was like really the like the 
you know, obviously, like, you know, the Prius is fairly compact, but it's also like a generator. And so you can leave the AC running all night. You can leave the car on and it's the, the gas engine is not really on. It's going to run for maybe five to 10 minutes an hour. And uh, depending on what the, you have the climate control set at, and then it's going to shut back off and it's just going to run off the highway battery. So you use like maybe a gallon of gas a night and then, and that's it. So, uh, especially if you live in a spot where, you know, it's hot and you need the AC running at night, it's, uh, definitely, uh, a nice, a nice thing that you can do that van lifer just can't do. You can't just leave your car running all night. It's pretty, you know, not only is it going to use a lot more gas than one gallon a night, but it's also just not good for your engine. It's not made to sit and idle for all night. So that, that part was pretty cool to me. And I was like, huh, well, you know, that seems pretty decent and it's not like, a van where I'd have to spend, you know, thousands of dollars to, you know, insulate the floor, walls, and ceiling, and do all this, you know, advanced building stuff. I mean, you know, there are, there are people that build out Priuses, but, you know, you really didn't have to do much of that. You know, you could just set up with, like, a good cooler and, you know, a sleeping pad, and that was about uh, the basics that you needed. And so I, uh, so I, I said, I, you know, bought some stuff on Amazon, and set up and I didn't really have a place. Uh, I didn't really have a place when on move out day, uh, came. And so I just kind of like took all my stuff and I've moved it into a storage unit and then I just slept in my car kind of like in the first night, just not really planning to just, I didn't really have a, a, another spot to go and I didn't want to pay, you know, a lot of money for a lease. Cause you know, well, I had this, you know, a decent bankroll, like I'm still new to poker. Like I'm still not sure like if i'm a willing winning player and i'm just really you know i'm just taking my shot and trying to make it out here and so i know keeping my expenses low is like pretty pretty important <laughs> at this point and trying to be as, as smart with my money as as i could and keep my overhead as low as possible and so yeah yeah i slept in my car but the first night not even really even meaning to but just kind of how it worked out and then, yeah, I was like, okay, well, well, let's try this Prius thing, I guess, and let's let's see if this is something that that's doable. And I got a, a Planet Fitness membership, and uh, or not Planet Fitness actually, because that ended up being like I found out like there's like another gym that was like even cheaper in Vegas that I could go to. Man. Just, just, <laughs> just for for anybody listening that needs to understand how frugal Andrew is. There's only five things I know he is. He will willingly spend money on it as long as I've known him. One, it's electronics. He loves tech. Two, it's a motorcycle, and he will not spend everything he has on that. Three is mozzarella sticks. Four is Long Islands, and five, which he will spend his life savings on, is Dr Pepper. There's the only five things I know that you will put money down for. Hey man, it's just it's just about value, okay? Like you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, like yeah, sure, like I'm I'm frugal, but I'm not I'm not Alan Kessler frugal, okay? Like I'm not. It's, it's close. It's close. It's close. Listen, if Doctor Pepper, if Doctor Pepper knew, you would be sponsored for a life with them. They they have no idea. Where did you go recently for Doctor Pepper? Wasn't it like his graveside or something? You know, I've only been twice, okay? So. <laughs> twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> it, was, it was on the way. Like, I'm not, oh, I'm yeah, not, sure. 
This is the altar. Only gone to the altar twice. What are you talking about? I'm not gonna not stop and pay tribute and pay heed to one of the greatest people of our generation. Right? Pay heed. <laughs> no normal person knows that those even exist. Okay, I've never looked up the founder of Coke. I I could give two shits. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, hey, guess where I'm going? I was like, yeah, only <laughs> only you would would be going there. That was probably a great decision at the time, though. I mean, it was kind of risky. I, how did you feel? I mean, up up to this point, knowing your family, knowing the communities that we came from, mm-hmm. I I really was like curious about what was going through your your mindset for this time because you went from you know i would say your parents were you and your parents have a great relationship and they're you know they're the some of the top character people i've ever met in my life and i love them to death but you you really went from this job at general atomics where everybody was super proud of you and i thought a little too much proud of you honestly because it was you know i things like that kind of irritate me Mm -hmm. Uh, just on the front end but everyone was really proud of you for all the the accolades that looked like you were you were doing and it and it wasn't that you were doing anything wrong but you went from all of this pride and and praise from these communities to a lot of criticism almost the opposite and then you end up you know (laughs) you end up moving into your vehicle And then expressing that to everybody, like, I, you know, I just imagine, like, when you told me, I wasn't, you know, I had the apartment uh, around that time, and part of me me was like, damn, I wish, I wish I had, like, done that beforehand, because I would, (laughs) you you know, like, me and you were like, oh, that makes, yeah, like, why would we, we would, we would rather live in a vehicle, like a van or a Prius, regardless, and pay, like, an unimaginable low price and to move around wherever you want to than to you know, be locked in somewhere and pay these ridiculous prices that they were wanting. So like right. for me, I, I was, you told me that I was like, Oh, that's, that's genius. Like, yeah, for exactly what you're trying to do. But I, you know, I know you caught a lot of even more flack for that. So it, like, what, what was your mindset at this time, knowing about how everyone was probably going to react to all of this? Yeah. 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 And I kind of, I kind of kept it on the, on the DL for, for a little while. Cause it was, you know, I was, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, like maybe, you know, I, w- I wasn't, you know, obviously this isn't, you know, regardless, it's not a long-term solution. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll find another poker, poker, you know, someone else in poker that I, I, I move into uh, a house with or something. Um, but yeah, I was just, yeah, just trying, yeah, just trying to keep, keep my overhead low and then, uh, and this seemed like a, a decent way to do it, but yeah, it was, it was definitely kind of yeah, like yeah, from going like this high to like sort of like this this low. Although it wasn't like a low for me, it was yeah, a low uh, in the minds of a lot of people, like you said. And yeah, that was th- th- so that, that was one of the reasons for kind of keeping it quiet for for a while. I started you know a vlog at this point, and I, I'm not even sure what episode it was. That I I eventually like told people I was like, oh yeah, by the way, like I live in my car, <laughs> you know. And I was the, the one of the main reasons for that was I mean it wasn't like I had a uh, one of the the top vlogs out there 
already it was just you know I was just you know doing more research on on YouTube and stuff and like when I've just had like I've always just just always had and, and you're this way as well with a lot of stuff like just having like a, a fairly like hyper addictive like personality like we don't tend to like half-ass like almost anything that we do like if we're gonna we're, like if we're in something like we're gonna be in it and we're gonna be fully bought in a hundred percent like we're doing this thing and so that was, that was how I was with with YouTube and I was just trying to optimize how I did YouTube and I was you know doing some research so I was you know I was and I remember seeing this one guy uh you know he's like he's like look like being unique is being better than being better like have you know you can have like the best camera and the best sound equipment and you know all the best thumbnails and stuff but like if you're just doing the same stuff that the next guy guy next to you is doing that has more subscribers they're just gonna watch him because there's there's no like real value that you're bringing to people but if you have a unique story then people are gonna come watch and that's what people want and i was like oh i was like oh well i live in my car like that's kind of unique like not many people like <laughs> live in the car and gamble for a hundred dollars. I don't think so. I'll, you know, I'll try that. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I, I, <laughs> I kind of, yeah, sort of came out, came, came out of the car on that one. Yeah. And just, yeah, obviously got like a, a whole, whole bunch of negative feedback, not just from my close circle, but I mean, you know, just the negative feedback that you're going to get <laughs> regardless on YouTube of, you know, like, Oh, you're, you're off dude. Like what a sad life. Like, you're, mm -hmm. uh, you obviously have a gambling problem like dude like wake up like you're living in your car and you're playing poker like what are you doing with your life like uh you know like you know like you, you know you, you you clearly just have a problem and are not are not making good decisions at this point and but you know that was i think that was a really just like another reason why having like a good strong core group of people you respect both in poker and in your life uh for friends and peers that you respect and 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 value their their opinions and and know that they're gonna talk straight to you and and tell you when 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 you're going off the rails and tell you when things are going well and and speak truth into you and uh from that circle i, I still had you know uh support you know words of caution you know for uh, for that that were warranted but you know i was i was just really trying to you know just just follow what uh follow what my passion at the time was and i was like i think you know this is a really cool game and you know and i was winning also winning player to 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 when i when i started playing cash and so i was just i was just trying to make it work and uh one of my one of my earlier vlogs i ended up interviewing Danny Negreanu and playing poker with him in like this charity tournament that he was hosting and that was pretty cool and I was just like hey like you do hey I got a vlog like would you mind coming on my vlog and he's like yeah sure so got to interview him and I was like you know what you know what <laughs> teach me like you know like like what's what's some, what's some words of advice like you would give like a low stakes grinder like me and he's he's like yeah I'll tell you like uh you know like he's like I it's like I I just you know put in a lot of volume and just uh, and 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 keep your expenses really low like uh <laughs> there's uh you know it's like i know some guys that are probably some of the biggest winners of this game but they're they're never going to be successful they're never going to move up or, or or succeed in poker because they got to buy ten thousand dollar watches and go out and party every night and you're just not gonna you're just not gonna do well in, in poker if you have that mindset with money 
And I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, I got an overhead unlock. Like that problem is that, <laughs> no, no, no worries there. <laughs> like we're about as low as we can go. And so it was, uh, was just doing that for a while. And so ended up playing, uh, for about grinded for about a year and a half. And, uh, you know, moved out there, like I said, with about like 20 K or so. And I had, uh, about a year and a half went by and had doubled that to around 40 K and things are going well. And I think this is a part that I haven't really talked about much, but uh, I think I definitely made a mistake here where um, uh, I should have I, I should have definitely shot took and moved up in stakes uh, well before what I did. You know, I had only been playing about a year or so, a year or so before this next part. And I just kind of like had it in the back of my mind, like, OK, like I want to get at least like a full year into playing poker and just be like really well rolled for two five, and you know bankroll management is like really important, and uh, you know and and variance is real, and you can go on, you can certainly go on downswings of you know ten buy-ins, twenty buy-ins even is you know not out of the out of the uh, question, and or even more so, uh, and so I was just being like extremely concerned with bankroll management, and should have definitely moved up in stakes and uh but yeah i was just yeah just really really concerned about bank world management and just d- didn't really take a lot of shots uh and was just really yeah just really trying to make sure that i was i wanted like 50k for like two five which is like way more than enough but yeah or I mean, depending on who you talk to but for 50k for live two five is yeah plenty in my opinion, uh, depending on, you know, your, your risk tolerance and all that. But, uh, yeah, I'm of the opinion anyway, like having like 30, 30 buy-ins plus like six months of living expenses is yeah, perfectly fine to, to grind. If, if, if you're doing cash games, I think that's, that's, that's reasonable. And some of the, some of the top pros that I, that I know, uh, have agreed with that. So, uh, especially when you're just responsible for yourself at this time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's no kids, no alimony, you know, like, you know <laughs> there's no, no, nothing like that. So yeah, I think, I think that's, that's, that's perfectly fine. I was able to get a seat, um, uh, into this ACR tournament in Putacana in the, in the DR. And that was, that was pretty cool. And so, and a bunch of other, my friends, were went out there too, and they won packages. So you got this, you know, you got this, all-inclusive resort paid for in this $1,500 main event and you just got there you know it was like four days five nights uh or five days four nights something like that and just in just in paradise and and it was just awesome and that that was just an incredible trick you know just just playing poker with some of your you know your good friends and just you know just on the beach and you know the the pool has a you know a swim up bar and yeah di- yeah didn't cash in the main like uh lost like aces to jacks uh and uh and that was it for on day 1 and that was that was it but uh anyway getting uh getting into the, the real downswing and didn't fly back to Vegas I was going to spend a few days back home in Florida and so I'd already you know uh booked a car rental and everything to uh to fly back to Florida and so Fly back to Florida, get to the airport, and uh, get the shuttle to the rental car. And it's pretty late at this point. It's like 2 in the morning or something. And I swipe my card for the rental card, and it's declined. And I'm like, that's really weird. Like, 
I should have plenty of money in my account. Uh, swipe again, declined. Okay, that's weird. I was like, do you guys take cash? They're like, yeah, we can take cash. We can take a cash deposit. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, just get me out of here. Like, I'm tired. I just want to go home. So get the car, go home. I was like, I'll figure this out in the morning. Uh, so go to bed, wake up the next day. I was like, all right, let's see what's going on in the bank. So log into my bank, and instead of the nice uh, round number around the $40,000 digit mark, I was seen in the triple digits. <laughs> I, had like, I had like 500 bucks. And I was like, what in the world just happened? What's going on? And so, you know, I look at my history and I have just have like these negative 9,500 deposit or withdrawal, negative 9,500 withdrawal, negative 9,500 withdrawal. And I was like, what, what, where is this coming from? Like what happened? And so what ended up happening, uh, was, uh, I remember, um, uh, the Western Union, uh, um, depositing with, with them, uh, back in to to play online poker. So Western Union back around this time, uh, they got, they had a pretty major security breach, and I think something like uh, I forget how many thousand, like tens of thousands of com- of accounts were compromised, and everyone's information was out there. And so all of mine information was out there, uh, including all my bank information and uh, account numbers and passwords. Everything was they had access to it, and so got into a pretty large class action suit as you can imagine because of that they had like a 50 million class action followed against them uh for this breach and yeah so yeah just my account was just drained and then i was also in Punta at the time and so no cell service and so you know uh any any phone call or anything from the bank you know it wouldn't have gone through uh either and then I'd already, I'd already, uh, and I'd, I'd stayed with the bank in Florida because I got like pretty decent, um, pretty decent benefits with them when I moved out to Vegas, and I didn't, I didn't transfer to a bank there in Vegas, you know. So I was using my card, you know, a lot in Vegas, and I would just, you know, constantly, my account would just constantly get flagged, like, hey, you're using a card in Vegas. Hey, this Vegas account popped up. I was like, yeah, I know. And so eventually, I, just, I just told him, I was like, look, take any travel things, like warnings, like take all that shit off. Like, yes, I'm in Vegas. I'm, I'm going to be in Vegas. I'm going to be in LA. I'm going to be all over the place. Like, I'm not going to be in Florida very much. Like, just take those accounts off, like alerts off. Like, I'm tired of unlocking my account and freezing it. Uh, so take all that off. So all that was off. And I was out of the country with no service when all this goes down. And so I was like, well, what's, what's the deal here? And so obviously, like, you know, first step was go to the, the bank and like, say like, look, like, aren't I insured for this? Like, isn't this covered under FDIC? Like, isn't that part of what you, what you do? They're like, um, yeah, so, so actually not, uh, no, because FDIC protects, uh, your money, like in case of like, you know, like robberies or like things like other things like that. But like, uh, uh, FDIC does not insure your identity. And that's, that's, that's kind of like why you've seen like in the past, like 10, 15 years or so, like identity thieves, like and identity security stuff like be like a big thing because uh yeah if, if someone steals your identity and like sells your home out from underneath you well they can legally do that and there's not really much that the bank can do because legally all 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 of the paperwork was in order uh even though they know you didn't do it legally you did and there's not there's not not much protection out out there if you're not um you know if if you don't have identity insurance or, or, or things to combat that 
you're just you're just kind of up the river if your identity is compromised. And like, yeah, look, look, they verified your 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 banking information. They verified your social security number. All this stuff was verified security wise on our end. And so you're gonna have to take this up with like Homeland Security or join the class action that'll probably be filed. And that's that's gonna be your best option. But like, you're, it's not insured for this. And I was like, all right, well, freaking great. So. Uh, so I end up joining this class action because I, you know, obviously got, you know, everyone affected got contacted and, you know, got assigned a, a caseworker and everything. And they're like, yeah, you obviously clearly have a case. And so, uh, but I mean, it's it's legal stuff in America. It's not it's not a fast process. Uh, so go back to Vegas and I'm just, you know, I'm left with like pretty much nothing, like, you know, a few hundred dollars in my bank account and then whatever cash they had on me, I think, you know a couple grand maybe at the time, uh, not much to work with. <laughs> and, uh, so was, uh, yeah, really, really struggling at that point. And yeah, it was this, yeah, really, uh, really had things, uh, cinched up pretty good. Uh, I remember, uh, I would, I would have like, uh, Jack in the box there had, had a promotion where like, if you bought a meal and you had a receipt, then you got, you got like a buy one, get one free, like, double burger uh if you showed a receipt so i would i'll do that like every day for lunch and i could get like two hamburgers for two dollars and that was like my lunch every day and just just really really just uh you know if i wasn't screaming by before like i was i was really uh really <laughs> pinching pennies at that point mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh yeah things are yeah really tight um Grinded, you know, super small, just, you know, grind, you know, free rolls and, uh, and stuff during, during, during that you'd qualify by playing hours and stuff. And I'd, I'd written some articles for Poker News at this time and, uh, those had done pretty well. And so they were, so they contacted me to, if I was interested in being and working for them. And I said, yeah, sure. That sounds cool. So I was both a reporter and then also an editor for them. And that was pretty cool. Didn't you know pay like incredibly well, but uh, played you know decently, and I just needed income at the time, so that was that was pretty welcome. That went on for about a year or so uh, of just really kind of yeah surviving. Not really, uh, not didn't really have a lot of big wins, but didn't have a lot of big losses, and then just kind of kind of survived for a year and was looking for a job in aviation to start back in, but I I also really didn't want to leave. Vegas at the time and so wasn't really looking for anything outside of Vegas and was just having a hard time finding a job in aviation in Vegas and so then the next World Series comes around uh, one of my friends had offered to uh, buy buy some buy some some action of mine and so I decided I was like all right like whatever I have you know I have a uh, you know about like a roll around like 10k uh, at this point. So I'm just going to fire like really hard into tournaments and I'll either have like a good, I'll either bank something and like have a good score and, and be able to, to get out of this, out of this. Or if not, like, you know what, like I already have a job offer in San Diego from one of my friends who they need some help. Uh, and they, uh, they build, um, GPS and missile system computers for the, for the Navy. And, uh, you already offered me a job if I if I ever wanted it, and I was like, all right, cool. So I had this to fall back on for sure if things go go well, and so I'm just gonna yeah fire fire away, and so yeah played 
played some Lenkays, played some 1500s, and yeah, just completely Rick City. I think like my deepest run of the turn of the summer was like a, a min cash and like a daily deep stack. And uh, yeah, uh, just ran super cold. And um, yeah, not, just nothing, uh, nothing pinned out there. So I was like, all right, well, lost all my money. So um, uh, looks like I'm going back to work. Moved to San Diego uh, with that job offer, and then ended up going to uh, then that was a pretty small company that I was working for at the time. Uh, you know, five six employees. Just you know, we'd build you know one or two ma- massive computers at a time. They they ended up kind of slowing down on their work, and so I, I started contracting for this other company that was a much larger company, and they 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 uh, actually installed some of the systems that I was building. And so got to install a bunch of uh, these systems onto the Navy ships. And there's a, a gigantic Navy yard in San Diego. It's one of the largest Navy bases in in the world. Yeah, so just, yeah, working my butt off and, you know, saving money. And then uh, COVID hits and then also get a girlfriend at this point. So, uh, yeah, things are going well, but things are just crazy I have this girlfriend who lives in not in San Diego but she lives in LA and that's you know two hours away one way so uh working 60 hours a week and then driving up to LA on the weekends and uh, yeah it's pretty busy but yeah no yeah no not a lot of poker obviously at this point just too swamped uh would still play online some of the time uh and then some home games and stuff but not uh not a lot just I mean just, I was just swamped and I was freaking exhausted a lot of time between uh, between uh, the girlfriend and, and work. Um, so did that. So that was in 2020. And then uh, 2020, up to like 2021, the girlfriend ends up leaving me. And that was pretty sudden and kind of uh, kind of hit me out of nowhere. Things were seemed to be going well. And then, and then all of a sudden they just weren't. Uh, and then... Um, and then the job, I realized fairly early on that it wasn't wasn't really uh, an extremely w- well-run company. How government contracting works is the basically the government like put puts out a job saying, "Hey, we need this done, uh, and this is our par- these are parameters of what we want done. Uh, who's going to do it for us?" And then they get a jump bunch of bids and from different companies saying, "Hey, we can do it this for this price. Hey, we can do it this for this price." And so what my company did. Was they like, hey, we can do this, we can do this, and we can do it way cheaper than anybody else. And so they would get a, a bunch of contracts, and they were able to do it for so cheap because they skimped a lot on the stuff that they needed. And uh, we would be short like ladders and basic tools, and uh, we would have just, you know, I'm like a fairly advanced like electronics technician, and I'm working next to, you know, alongside guys that you know, don't even have, like, a high school diploma. Like, obviously, like, this company just doesn't really give two craps about us, and uh, and it's kind of either put up or shut up, like, you know, if you don't like it, leave. And so, uh, yeah, so I left. <laughs> uh, went back to Vegas for a very brief stint, and I, I talked about this some on my, uh, on my latest vlog. Some handicapping of the NHL and was betting on that and was playing poker again, uh, technically full time, but I, as I mentioned, kind of my vlog, like I didn't really have any goals, and it have like 
anything driving me to play poker. I was just like, I was just mostly relieved to not be working that job. And I was like, oh, yes, finally, I can work for myself again and set my own schedule. And so setting my own schedule ended up being like just not really putting in a lot of volume. But, you know, some of other, other poker friends were also betting sports and betting, betting hockey and things. And so they would go out to Buffalo Wild Wings and Twin Peaks and stuff and sweat games and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Like, let's go do this. So my expenses shot up during that time. And I was like just spending a bunch of needless money that I didn't really need to. And so that was just kind of like a, a, a path like towards destruction, like just, you know, n- no, no goals, no mindset, no nothing really driving me and so if you if you don't really have anything to drive in you then you're you're probably gonna fail and so uh yeah so that wasn't really going all that well and then uh i ended up getting a call one day from a recruiter for lockheed martin in orlando florida and he was like hey like i came across your resume and i saw you had this experience and we're looking for someone uh, that, uh, you know, you qualify for this job, would you be interested? And, and I had applied to Lockheed at this point, um, in, in my lifetime anyway, from like, uh, still in school to, to, to the, to this point, I'd, I'd probably applied to Lockheed probably four or five times. And I, I never got past step one of the interview process. It was just a fairly tough place to get into. Um, they're the top def- department of defense uh, contractor, they hold like 13% of all DOD contracts, which is just quite a lot. The next highest person company is Boeing at 8%. So, uh, it's quite a lot, uh, of, of contracts that they hold. And, uh, just a lot of, you know, the, they're the people that make the Hellfire missile. They make a lot of the uh, parts from, um, from the Apache. They make a lot of the parts that go on the Predator drone um, they, uh, they make the F-16, they make the F-18, they, they make a lot of stuff. And it was back in Florida and, you know, paid pretty well. And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. So, um, yeah, so let's, uh, let's get this process started. And he's like, all right, cool. So yeah, we'll, uh, get this paperwork started. And then, uh, you know, you have an interview and, uh, we'll go from there. So, you know, I send in my update resume and, uh, on my resume, you know, have this, I have this three year gap, right. Of, of, of playing poker. And I was, I was kind of debating. I was like, all right, well, what do I do here? And, you know, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put professional poker player in Las Vegas. And, you know, and here's my successes during that time. You know, these are the business skills that I, that I learned during the time when I was playing poker, as far as like bankroll management and variants and making, you know, uh, calculated decisions and, and high pressure scenarios. And, and, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna roll with it. You know, it wasn't, you know, this is, this is what I did and accreditations and certifications that they're looking for. Well, uh, <laughs> we'll go with that. And that was, uh, not the move that I think a lot of people would make. And, uh, as far as, uh, putting a professional poker player on your resume. Yeah, no doubt. It was probably not expected. And I thought I was just going to be interviewing with, like one of the managers, uh, no, I'm interviewing with like every manager of that entire department. So I'm on the phone with like five other people, uh, in charge of this department. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> so here we go. And so we're, you know, we're, you know, they're asking me, you know, you know, obviously a bunch of like technical questions and, uh, experience and background and all this stuff. And then, 
you know, and then it comes up, you know, I was like, it's like, so I, uh, I see uh poker playing here on your resume. Uh, you want to, you, uh, tell us a little bit about that. And I was like, sure. Yeah. I was, I was thinking that was going to come up. So yeah, let's, uh, let me get into that. And so I, I just, you know, kind of explained it and just like, I would try and explain <laughs> playing poker professionally to anybody else. I was like, look, I, you know, this is, uh, it's a game of skill and, uh, you, you, you make money by just playing a better strategy than other people. And I think that's really relatable to life and business in a lot of ways. And I, you know, I was able to, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, takes a lot of self work, a lot of self-discipline and you're, you're, you're making, uh, you know, you have seconds to make a decision and, uh, that decision can sometimes be for hundreds or thousands of dollars and you have to make the right one and in all, all all that leads up by just preparing and having a good strategy and a good game plan going into it and so uh you know kind of explained uh my decision to play poker and and why why I was doing that and and how why I thought that was a a good decision and uh they're like okay yeah that that sound you know thank you for the interview and uh, you know, we're, you know, we have other can you know, gave me the, this normal spirit, like we have other candidates that we're talking to, but you know, we'll, we'll let you know in a week or so I was like, all right, cool. So, uh, I was, you know, hoping that I got the job, but really, really didn't know either way. I, I thought it went well, uh, but, uh, had no, no real way to know. And then a week or so goes by and they're like, I got the calls. Like, Hey man, you got the job. Like, you know, here's, you know, this is your start date. Yeah, so moved back to Florida, moved back uh, near you, and uh, so that was that was that was pretty cool to to, to be 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 there uh, with you. You you you're you're going through a a pretty rough patch in life and uh, as well. So that was that was nice just to be back uh, with you and some of my old friends there, and and to have a just a job to make money and I could actually put money away in the bank, which is something that I hadn't really done in uh, for a while. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that Lockheed job was pretty nice for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was so I, I worked for Lockheed and for a year and a half is is what I ended up contracting for, and uh, yeah, just by far the the best company that I've wor ever worked for, hands down. I mean, it was just just uh, incredibly well run company, and I just worked with some freaking brilliant people and. They actually treated you like adults at your job, and they said, you know, they would give you a project and be like, all right, here's your project. Like, you're supposed to build this thing, you know, go go and build, you know, go 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 and build the control system for this. Uh, here you go. Here's the plans. Go figure it out. And you know, there's obviously people willing to help you and answer any questions you had, but there wasn't anybody holding your hand and like showing you, okay, like here here's what you do. Here's step one. Here's step two. Here's step three. Uh, you know, you got plans and you had to just go and work on them. And so, and you know, there's, uh, obviously some, you know, some stuff that I can't talk about, uh, for doing that, but yeah, it was, it was very well independent and, you know, it's all kind of a team effort, but everyone's working on their own stuff. And so pretty much as long as you work on your own stuff and you get your hours in, they don't really care how you do it. And so you could put in all your hours in, in a few days, or you could spread it out across five or six days they didn't really care uh as long as you're getting stuff done 
And so I was like, all right, cool. So this is awesome. I can, you know, come in early and leave early and, uh, you know, get long three day, three, four day weekends and, and kind of work it how I want. And so that was, that was, that was just really great as far as like spending time with friends. And then my mom and dad were up in South Carolina. It's about an eight hour drive and still rocking the Prius at this point. Still, still, still in the Prius this whole time. And, uh, had, uh, made some upgrades to the Prius, uh, and when my uh after i got my bank account out of the out of the uh triple digits and you know had wired in a, a, a second battery to the to the prius and inverter and installed a fridge and things like that so uh yeah i had uh made, made a little bit more comfortable uh in there yeah so my mom and dad were up in south carolina and was able to go up there and you know just like 20 bucks in gas to get up there in the Prius, which is pretty great. And so I would get, you know, four day weekends and go up there and they had just moved into a new house. And, you know, um, my, my mom is working full time and taking care of my dad, who is going through like early onset, uh, frontal temporal dementia and just like one of the cruelest diseases ever. And so, uh, they just bought a new house. And so, and neither, neither one of them are, handyman inclined like at all uh and so there's just you know some other stuff that around the house and around the yard that needed to be done you know only like half of the yard was had grass on it when they bought it and you know some of the light in the house wasn't great and or or there's missing lights and things like that so uh you know i was able to install lights and move lights and restart the yard and uh do a lot of yard work and and stuff around the house for them and and just spend time with my dad. Just you know, I mean, uh, I grew up in a family with four sisters and no brothers, and so my my dad was my brother pretty much, and and so we we just always had you know a naturally close relationship, and uh, and so the yeah, see him go through this uh, and go from this uh, you know very very extroverted, very very humorous, very loud, uh, high energy guy to being really withdrawn and kind of like only speaking when spoken to and, and kind of, uh, you know, just, just, just kind of, kind of sitting there, uh, has this been, yeah, this like one of the toughest, uh, journeys, um, uh, and things that we've, we've, uh, dealt with as a family, but, um, uh, it's been, it's been cool to, to kind of, uh, to grow closer with them and, and work with them in that. And, um, my dad played trumpet professionally for, for years and just, um, and, and I, I'd, I'd played the trumpet a little bit in like middle school. And then, uh, he was kind of teaching me and then it, I just kind of fell off. I was like, this isn't really for me. Like I like it, but I, I don't, I don't love it. And so I, I'm not gonna really pursue this, but the, after his, after he got diagnosed, the, and the doctors were kind of like expect telling us like, here's what you can expect sort of like from, from this disease. And like, here's, you know, here's, you know, there's no real set timeline. It could be really slow. It could be really fast. Like we just don't know. Like there's just, all we know is like parts of your brain are just pretty much rotting away and there's nothing we can do. You, you kind of have this like big unknown timeline but they said, like, one of the things that he probably will keep the longest is music. Like, music just interacts with, like, a whole another part of the brain. We don't really know how it works, but it's it's kind of like another language. Um, and so whatever you can do with music, like, that's, that's probably going to be really good for him. 
And so I bought a trumpet again and I started playing again. We would play like on FaceTime and practice together. And over Christmas this past year, like we played some Christmas songs together and I made a video and we put it on on Facebook because, you know, he obviously has a lot of old friends from that. I remember seeing him play in church and for the weddings and things like that. And he is just hasn't lost a beat as when it comes to music and 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 it's it's really crazy of how you know this this guy who can't you know he struggles sometimes to like figure out the directions for like a microwave dinner, but I'll be talking about a song and I'll be like yeah so it goes like A A C D B and he's like oh that B is to be flat and he doesn't even have the music in front of him like he just he just freaking knows it like he's he's still just that sharp, it's 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 pretty wild. I asked him, I was like, Hey, like, it's always been a dream of mine to play the violin. Like, do you think I could, I could do it or you could show me? And he, he looks at me, he goes, you're almost tone deaf. There's, there's no way you'll ever play the violin. (laughs) I was like, you know, that's, that's a fair, fair response. Like, you know, let me know early at least. Yeah. Yeah, He's he's always been brilliant with music. I love listening to his jazz stories about when he was younger. Yeah, just yeah, just incredibly gifted, gifted guy, uh, and uh, yeah, just and still just uh, yeah, for all his other other struggles and 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 daily life, yeah, um, still being able to yeah pick up a horn and and just still play really pretty well is 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 pretty wild. So uh, my contract with Lockheed ends up finishing up and. And uh, if you want to remain a contractor with Lockheed, you have to take three months off, uh, as we mentioned earlier uh, last week. And I didn't want to go direct hire. And so I've still been keeping up with poker, with the poker industry anyway at this point. Hadn't been playing a ton. Would play some live, some online, not a ton. And was I was uh, pretty busy doing other stuff. I was, you know, between like, uh working i was you know not just taking trips up to south carolina see my parents i was hanging out with you hanging out with some other friends you know going on motorcycle rides and then i went on this really fast motorcycle ride where i uh set the record for the fastest time across the country on a motorcycle (laughs) from jacksonville san diego in 20 hours and 42 minutes which is a whole other podcast in and of itself but um yeah i did that (laughs) So, uh, contract extension ends, and uh, I at this point, like I've sold the Prius and built out a van. I ended up just kind of uh, like, I guess like mm, about like three or four months or so, like before my uh, before my contract is up, I, I come across this Chevy Express van for like fifteen hundred bucks. Like runs and drives, no real problems with it. You know, it's not the it's not the prettiest van in the market, but yeah. runs and drives doesn't have a lot of problems. It's already pretty much gutted. Uh, it's ready to build out, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Like, um, I, uh, I, I could, I could. It might be time to upgrade in square footage." So we, uh, so yeah, ended up getting rid of the Prius and and building out this van, and you know, did everything myself from you know the floor insulation and the floors and the walls and ceiling and uh, building out a, a cabinet and a bed frame and seats and uh putting a like a forking monitor in it and a, a cassette toilet and uh a bed and uh a microwave and solar panels you know the whole nine yards 
and making out to be pretty comfortable as far as you know as far as like a, a van can be for what i wanted and so yeah i had this van and contract was up and i was like all right so uh i'd already pretty much decided like at the point where my contract was up that uh, i was you know ha- had built up the bank account to a decent amount again and i was like all right i think i'm gonna go and play poker in texas and i think you know i just keep seeing texas pop up in my feed and and poker podcasts and stuff just time and time again about how the games are in texas and how even though it's called texas hold'em texas is pretty new as far as where it comes to like legal poker that you can play and in a public setting anyway and these card rooms and social clubs are are pretty new and so the games are just really great and just uh the best place in the country and to play is is texas uh as far as you know currently anyway so i was like yeah that sounds pretty good and then kind of like the same kind of had the same mindset of of where uh that i did when i i first moved out to vegas i was like hey like i had you know not only do i have uh, only this time i think it was like even even less of a of a downside because not only do i uh do, do i still have all you know all my certifications and experience um that i uh for work for electronics and aviation but you know now i have general atomics on my resume i have lockheed martin on my resume and things went really well at lockheed martin like they wanted me to they wanted me to come on full time and you know no matter what i'm like i'm always going to have a job there uh and even if i don't go back there just having lockheed and general atomics on your resume is pretty strong and having references for those places so I'll, you know, so I'll, you know, there's even like less of a downside now of knowing that I'm gonna be able to get uh, a decent, uh, a good job, uh, if things again just go south and I just go on a big downswing, uh, which has kind of happened. <laughs> not, not a, not, not, you know, obviously I haven't like lost a role or anything, but uh, yeah, I mean things haven't gone great. Uh, you know, I I'd saved up like around like 30k or so. And then I took about seven of that and put it into like a Roth IRA and was able to, um, you know, sort of like max and was able to do that like early enough in the year to where like I could also like max out my uh, max out my contributions for uh, 2022 as well as 20 uh, uh, going into 2023 uh, before before tax season hit. So. Uh, was able to max out all of those and then uh, got into some other uh, and then kept some other money in, in investments. Uh, seven of that 30 and uh, yeah, put it into Roth IRA and, and investments and things. And then yeah, broke even or so for about the first month here. And then on top of like, uh, and then, you know, paying rake and, you know, uh, living expenses and everything. And then the in January I lose my transmission, have to pay like two grand to get that replaced, and then I just lost my engine and had to pay thirty five hundred to get that replaced, and uh, yeah, so things haven't been like awesome uh, on the bankroll side of it, but still have a role and still you know still 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 have a you know still have enough buy-ins to to sustain me through a downswing. Still gonna be still gonna be out here. Uh, uh grinding and uh trying trying to make this uh this work but uh yeah i mean poker is just just i mean it's the most complex game on the planet like that's what you know i mean i, I know i say that in in the in, intro but it, it truly is and i mean i i, I it's it's a 
it's just a, a, a solid fact. Like I, I worked alongside software engineers at Lockheed Martin. And so, and one of the things that they use in software building is uh, they use bots to like, you know, and these bots uh, uh, and AI will, will solve decision trees. And so they'll come to, to problems and they'll have a decision tree uh, and different points that uh, to make and decisions to make as far as like what what's what's the correct move and so what so what how these how these software engineers test their software and these test test these bots is uh with poker and they use poker to train their bots to to try and see like how good is my bot at making decisions because there's no other game on the planet that has as many uh decision points as as uh as poker does i i, I remember hearing a podcast saying like in a full, full, full ring, hundred big blind deep, no limit uh, poker game, there are more possible decision tree points than there are atoms in the universe. Like just, just a crazy stat like that. Like it's like the amount of 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 stuff is just kind of mind blowing. We like it. <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, a really fascinating game and. Uh, and I think it, it translates pretty well into life as far as like just looking at things of as being like positive or negative expected value. I think that makes a lot of sense in a lot of a lot of areas. And what's this worth? Like, do I think this actually holds value or am I, you know, am I am I paying too much for this or all the details and my my life and in career and poker from the very first plan I played in Simple Hard Rock to grinding full-time here in dallas yeah i think that's real good i think you i think there's a lot there that was real good i i enjoyed that yeah yeah thanks so thanks for hanging out review give us five stars email us with any feedback good or bad love to hear from you you can email us at when the chips are down podcast at gmail.com feel free to send in your own hand or questions you might have about poker you can find myself at biking 19 on youtube instagram tiktok and twitter and then coming up in episode 10, we'll be back with Joe and Willie, who has finished grinding his thing at Venetian, and we'll see if he made the list or not, and I'll come out $100 and talk what all went down in the NHL and the trade deadline. So as always, keep grinding, guys. 